welcome back to another episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, how are we doing tonight? Awesome. How are you? Good. Good. Little uh, episode 33 action. So we're going to talk a little bit about Culture Month and some of the benchmark workouts that we kind of got planned yeah. uh, for the next couple weeks. So with that, let's maybe dive into... Uh, kind of the emphasis behind Culture Month and what are you trying to achieve with that? Yeah, so August is Culture Month and uh, we're it's our first weekend of Culture Month. So if you're listening to this kind of behind the times, we started this a couple of years ago where we just wanted an opportunity to refresh and remind people of some of the honestly, some of the awesome stuff that, that CrossFit and that KCI CrossFit specifically, that some of the awesome stuff that we're all about, just feel that it's a good time of the year. We're kind of, you know, this year, 2020 is different than any other year, but this time of the year, we're coming through the summer and we're kind of just like blah and slow a little bit. And we're in this season of, um, I don't know how to describe that, but it's just kind of this like plateau season. So we thought, man, let's in August, let's kind of rejuvenate that. Let's, let's remind people of some of these tenants, some of these foundational aspects of what CrossFit is about, what KCI is all about, what's important to us. Um, and you know, again, this year has developed a little bit differently than others. Right now we've been starting to put out videos every day where we're just talking about, you know, one topic at a time, uh, one, you know, tenant again or one foundational piece of CrossFit and it's just really exciting. I, I'm excited about it and I, I think it's just a good refresher or a good reminder and I hope it kind of stokes the fire for some people that might be like, well, you know, summer's almost over. I'm not looking forward to school and all that stuff and hopefully we stoke the fire a little bit on like what, hey, what is CrossFit? Why are we doing what we're doing and, and what's really the, the importance behind all that? I think there's something there for everybody. There, there will be something there for everybody, whether you're 10 years into CrossFit or whether you're 10 days into CrossFit. There's, there's always something to, to learn, and that's kind of a part of the culture month. Like we're, we're on this continuous learning journey, and you, you've always got to remind yourself of some of the lessons and some of the, the things that you've learned and, and the reasons of why you're doing what you're doing. And, um, and that's just really at the, at the foundation of this. It's just like, hey, let's refresh, recharge, let's stoke the fires a little bit, remind people, hey, th like CrossFit is it's an amazing, beautiful tool and here's what it's all about. Let's just let's just get back on it. So Yeah. And then the other thing would be is there's a lot of new faces. Yeah. Uh right now. Um and so us as existing members to kind of be warm and inviting yeah. to all these new faces as part of the culture, mm -hmm. if you will, to show that to them to be, you know, welcoming to a lot of the new faces. So why are we seeing so many new faces right now? Uh, two reasons. The summertime is typically one of the busiest time for new people to come into the gym. Believe it or not, you would think, oh, New Year's and the New Year's resolutions, and that's busy, but it's the summertime is busier than New Year's, honestly, for the reason that people are moving. Uh, they're either moving out of the area or they're moving into the area. So we do see some people leave, um, sadly, because they move out of the area, you know, for, for no other reason. But, uh, so, but we also see people move into the area this time of year. We always see the military 
move in and they're here for a year through the CGSC program, but also people that are relocating for jobs or for their kids' school district. So that this is kind of a common theme for us. July and August are these relocation months. This year, 2020, uh, we're seeing new people that are opening their eyes to CrossFit probably for the first time that are you know, coming from different stories. Some people that have been in quarantine for X amount of time and, and realized that they've got to find a fitness routine and that they're, they're lonely and they need some community support and they've got to get fit and they realize that CrossFit, the def, the, the definition of fitness by CrossFit is that like, Oh man, I, they're sold on that. Or some people are just bored and tired of their routine or, you know, the Globo gym, the, the $10 a month, the $20 a month membership gym that they've been going to is closed down or other gyms are closed down. So this year is a little bit unique and that there people are motivated to come in and try CrossFit, I think, for slightly different reasons, which is pretty awesome from where we sit or from where I sit, I think. Um, so... It's uh, it's just a busy time of kind of the, the door is open, the, the, the exit door is open, and the, the entrance door is open both ways. Yeah, and, and you know, that's part of the strategy, too, with, with Culture Month. It's like we know we, we have new people coming into the community, and, and onboarding into CrossFit is just hard wherever you're coming from, and we just want to make that as easy as we can. Uh, one of the things that we started doing is, is a new member workout and social, and this is going to be a perpetual thing. We're going to do this every month. We're just kind of kicking it off in August with Culture Month and saying, hey, once a month on a Thursday, we're going to get everybody that's new to KCI, new to CrossFit, together for a workout at 5.15 on a Thursday, which is typically an open gym time. But we want to get those people together to just talk and meet each other, you know, whether they come to an early morning class or an afternoon class and say, Hey, we're, we're the new people and it's, it's okay. And it's cool to be the new people and they can talk and ask questions. And we just recently had that class, um, that first session. It was fantastic because they were able to ask questions and, and kind of connect just on a, a beginner basis. Um, and we just really look forward to building that as like, Hey, how can we add value to, a new member short of sending them emails and just encouraging them to, Hey, come to class. Like we, we want you to connect with other people. And, and that's just one of the tools that we're, that we're using right now. Yep. So I think it's just, we need to make sure all the existing members are welcoming and encourage the uh, new members to, you know, do their best and work hard and yeah. they'll see some results and hopefully stick around. Absolutely. So I think the other really cool thing going on right now too is is next week we start um, benchmark. Week. Yeah, this is so we fun. Have two weeks worth of benchmark. So yep. I think that's a fantastic idea because I love the fact of you know having a benchmark either on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis to mm-hmm. kind of compare to. Obviously, I'm a little bit of a numbers nerd, so I like sure. to see things <laughs> and I like to see some progression. Um, so I've been a, a big fan of that and I think it's fantastic that you guys are, you know, in doing this. So how frequent are we wanting to do a benchmarking session? Yep. So the idea is that we're going to do it twice a year. Um, we'll do it this time of the year, mid August, and then we'll do it again in the spring. 
Um, we could do it more frequently, but we felt that kind of that would be maybe a little too much for some people. Might um, not see the results. Right. Yeah. If you if you test today and then you test again in three months, you know, if you're brand new to CrossFit, you, you may not see a ton of improvement. Or if you've been doing this for a few years, like you and me, like if I test something today and I test it again in three months, I might not see a ton of improvement. But ask me to do the same workout in six months or in a year from now. And, and hopefully I'll show some improvement you know, depending on the workout. But the goal is to, to test twice a year um, just to see and, and to gauge not only the individual improvement, which is super important to us, but, but what's also important to the, the gym and the KCI community is, Hey, is the community actually getting fitter? Yeah. You know, um, I, I've kind of been on this kick this year of like, asking people, are you fitter this year than you were last year? And whatever that means to you, you can answer that question, yes or no. But if the majority of the people are answering yes to that question, I'm fitter this year today than I was a year ago today, then I think we're on a good trajectory, we're on a good path to actually improving people's lives and improving their health and fitness. Um, So... A test every six months, we thought, like, hey, okay, this is a great way to kind of make these cornerstones of our year. And we just thought that, you know, we've kind of talked about our year and how this this plays out into the seasons and everything and said, you know what, these are the the best times for us to do it is kind of this fall and spring session. Yeah. Get outside, too, which will hopefully help a little bit and there have are some, some decent <laughs> weather as opposed to doing it on January 1st and yeah, June 1st. Yeah, there are some ac- outdoor activities uh, that we want to test. So, yeah, the the, the seasons played it played a part into that. Yeah, and I think the other really cool thing is, is, is there's some strength components, as obviously right now we're going through a lot of strength things, so mm-hmm. those are easily... Um, you know, definitive numbers. Mm-hmm. And, but then the other thing is, is you're going to have some intensity workouts too, which it's a little tricky to gauge intensity, yeah. you know, from six months to six months. Right. Because some days you feel better than the other, but totally. um, it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to see your progress. And it's also another great opportunity too, is just to, you know, start to log some of these, you know, cornerstone workouts right. and get those in Zen planner. And then you'll start to see the progression of it. Yeah, you know the, the the principle at play here is that you know our, our fitness is measurable, and that it, we must measure it over time to know that we're staying fit or getting fitter. Um, and we really are doubling down on that and saying, "Hey, this is this is something that's important to our culture to be able to test and retest this." Uh, and in the benchmark workouts that we've chosen which are going to go over the course of two weeks, those workouts test multiple, uh, almost all aspects of what we define as fitness. Um, So you should and you will be able to see, as long as you track it, progress over time, hopefully, you know, and you know, some things are going to go up, some things are going to stay the same, and may, man, some things might go down. But you got to kind of look at it as a bigger picture, as a longer, longer trajectory of fitness, and say, "Am I getting fitter over time?" And when, what does fitness mean? You know, and that's again why we've chosen these right. specific benchmarks. It's unfortunate that most people will gauge fitness by the scale, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. weight, How right? Much do I weigh? What's my body? What's yeah. my body weight? Yep. But if you go back. 
so for all of our new members right now, if you go through and you log, you know, what's your one rep deadlift, what's your one rep push press, what's your one rep, you know, thruster and all that stuff. And then you looked at that a year from now, like it would be amazing how much that's going to improve. And I think of back when I was in flight school and, you know, what that, you know, was, I just, you know, deadlifted today and, and, uh, you know, it's probably double what it was the first time around, but from a scale standpoint, I might not change, but I know I'm way more fit today than I was two years ago. Yeah. And that's, so you just got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. And that's such a deep concept. Like, yeah, the, a weight scale isn't really a good scale or a good measure of fitness. It just really isn't because yeah, you could be 185 pounds, but what is your work capacity? What are you physically capable to do? And that's how we define fitness. We don't define fitness by how much you weigh or really what your body fat percentage is. We define fitness based off what are you able to do with your body? Can you go lift this? Can you go push that? Right. Can you go shovel the driveway? Can exactly. you go build something? And can, can you, you go mow the yard? And Can you go throw your kids around and, and do all of that in a single day and not be wrecked tomorrow? Yeah. Like, right? Like that's, you know, can't, not only can you do each and every single one of those activities, but could you do them all in one day and do them again tomorrow? Yep. And the next day and do them again in 10 years, or, you know, so yeah. you just kind of get. Awesome. Move so forward let's, with it. Let's talk about the week ahead. Um, so we got uh, five workouts in front of us mm-hmm. uh, starting on Monday. And so let's kind of talk a little bit about them. What's the purpose? Why did you pick those? Those type of things. Yeah. The intensity of it. Mm-hmm. So Monday, we yeah. are going to get started with uh, Fight Gone Bad. Yeah, it's a workout called Fight Gone Bad. <laughs> Which funny is, name. is a extremely <laughs> tough workout that is a Fight Gone Bad. Yeah. Welcome to Monday, folks. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, I love the workout. It's definitely one of those extreme tough workouts that may really test you. So why did you guys pick that workout? This workout fight gone bad is a test of capacity. It's a test of what can you do? Um, the, the movements that are in this workout are relatively lightweight body weight movements. There's wall balls, there's box jumps, and that's a, a low box jump actually, even for men, but there's a light sumo deadlift high pull. Uh, there's rowing, there's a push press, it's, uh, light as well. So it's, it's more about stamina, um, from a muscle standpoint, but it's also just about a work capacity. What can you do every minute with as little rest as possible? Uh, so the test here with this fight on bad workout is we're, we're scoring total repetitions and it's a what a 17 minute workout. There's a minute rest after each round. So there's three rounds. You do these, uh, five movements. You do five movements every minute on the minute for three rounds. And there's a one minute rest after each round. So you, the goal is consistency, but the goal is how many reps can you do essentially with little to no rest, which tests your capacity to just keep going and keep going and keep going. There isn't a, there isn't a high level of skill involved. There's a little bit, but not a lot. Um, but it's more based on how can you move a lightweight or your body weight relatively quickly for a, you know, a, a mid length workout amount of time, which is this 15 minute plus or minus sort of workout. Yep. And I loved it 
as a, a workout because when Christina explained it to us, it was the first time I did it. It comes from BJ Penn, a UFC fighter, mm-hmm. you know, going to Greg Glassman and saying, hey, you know, give me a workout type of thing. And, right. and afterwards he said it was like a fight gone bad. So that's kind of where the name comes from. Yeah. For, he was a boxer. UFC fighter. UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. UFC, UFC fighter. And so, you know, as you watch a boxing match, you know, I grew up watching boxing and I've started watching a lot of UFC, you know, as of lately, as it's become more prominent. And you're like, why are they so tired? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then it, this is the one workout where you, you do it and you truly understand how exhausting it is to just sit in there and just work, just work and fight and, mm-hmm. you know, do all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of the one thing that really excites me is just the perspective it gets. If you watch a lot of the, you know, mixed martial arts or you watch boxing yeah. your whole life, you see them there and you see them, how tired they get. And yep. you're like, why are they so tired? They're, you know, throwing 20 punches around or right. 60 punches around, but just the physical weight of, you know, having a human being lay on you or, yeah. or lean up against you for the entire time. It's, it's where it comes into. So I, that's a, that's a great workout. And that one is, uh, that is a fight gone bad. That's, it, yeah, that's it, a tough one. It is. And you know, if you're, again, if you can look in Zen Planner in the app, but there's, you, you do every movement for one minute and, and then just, if you're thinking about strategy and how do I approach this workout, like you've got to kind of understand or strategize where you're at with each of these movements, the wall ball, the sumo deadlift, high pull, a a box jump, a push press and rowing for one minute and understand where your strengths and where are your weaknesses um, and where can you maximize your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. And, and that's kind of part of the strategy of this workout is that everybody's got like a little bit of weakness, you know, some box jumps are hard for some people, or maybe it's the wall ball. That's just this challenging movement. And you've, you've got to minimize those movements that are your weakness while also to, to gain a good score and to kind of prove your, your fitness in this sort of a test, you've got to be able to maximize your strengths you know, one of those is going to stick out for some people as a strength, whether that's the row or the box jump or a push press or it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say it's a, it's a pacing workout because it really isn't because your, your goal is maximum repetitions and, and with a maximum repetition workout, oftentimes you, got to take out pacing as a, as a strategy and you got to understand how am I going to maximize the strength and minimize my weakness and, and play around with that. So yeah, this is a cool workout. Um, if, if people have never done it, it's going to set a good baseline. You're going to get a good understanding for your work capacity and what it means to work for a minute on each of these movements with a little short amount of rest. Um, and for those of us that have done this workout, it gives us an opportunity to see what we've been able to tweak over time, which really I think comes down to our weaknesses. You know, um, the more experience of an athlete you are, the more you work on your weaknesses, uh, on improving your weaknesses, and and therefore you'll improve your fitness. So, you know, I am on this workout. I'm probably my weakness is probably the push press. Um, so it'll be an interesting test for me to say, Hey, am I stronger? Do I have some more muscle stamina on this push press? than I did a year ago or, you know, I can't remember the last time we did this workout. It's probably about a year ago. So, yep. It is, it's a good one to measure fitness. Um, so on Tuesday we're going to go to the track 
Uh, we're going to do some running, which yeah. will be exciting. So we're going to do a 100-meter run, a 400-meter run, and a 5K run. Yeah. So obviously, we're just going... Those are good metrics to have. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, one is a speed one, and one is more of a pacing exercise. Right. Um, and those are just good numbers to know. Yes. To kind of uh, see where you're at with that. So it's pretty straightforward. Super straightforward. Just go all out. Yep. It, it, it's really straightforward. Um, and, and for those of... So one, yes, we're like Tuesday... Uh, we're going to be at the track, the gym, KCI, the doors will be closed. No one's going to be there, but we're, everybody's going to be at the track. There's going to be a coach leading every class, you know, classes are going to start like normal. We'll be at the track. Uh, but I, I just love this and I know it's not fun and it's not really exciting, but man, these, these numbers are, I think really important to know when you're benchmarking and baselining and measuring your fitness. Um, you you know, a lot of people might not be excited about, oh, I'm going to be really slow on my 400 meter run, but dang it, like the, the most important part of doing a benchmark isn't necessarily what your score is today. The most important part of the benchmark is what is your score going to be the next time that you test that thing? Yep. You know, and for us, we're going to do it again in six months, you know, whether you <laughs> come in or not, like that's your choice, but we, we, we want to be faster. We want to have more endurance, right? So that 100-meter sprint, that's just a pure test of speed. Are you fast? Can you be fast? Can you sprint 100 meters, and how fast can you do it? 400 is is kind of a little bit longer, but there's a it just takes a little bit of a different energy system. And that 5K, obviously, that's an endurance piece. Um, and, and that's for overall fitness, it's important to us in CrossFit. It, it's not fun. Like I, I really don't look forward to it. Anytime I've ever run a 5K, like I don't look forward to it. I know there's especially on a track, especially on a yeah, right. He's just like doing hot laps on a track. Uh, and I know there's runners in here that are like, give me a 5K all day long. But like, this is a test. Like, when was the last time you were excited about a test? But it's good to know where you're at, and it's good to strive to get better at that thing. Like, if you know, and again, I I know that a lot of people aren't looking forward to running, but the better you get at running, it's gonna suck less and less and less. The actually, actually, the better you get at it. So, yep. So test yourself, and hey, let's spend the next month, two months, whatever. Let, let's just work on getting better at running technique or whatever it's going to take for you to get better and then let's retest it and then you can actually look forward to the silly thing you know like oh my gosh we're going to run another 5k but but holy smokes i definitely know that i'm way better shape than i was six months ago like there's a lot of excitement that can be had if you approach it with the right mindset yeah yeah i think it's good you know running a 400 is extremely challenging because it's it's a sprint but yet it's it's so long that you can't sprint the whole time. No, no, no. And so there's a strategy that goes into it as well. And we used to have those run those for basketball practice. We yeah. and it was just it was the worst. It was kinda of like fight gone bad almost. It's like a mini <laughs> it's like a fifty five second fight gone bad. Absolutely. But the five K is, is really interesting because when I started training to run half marathons and I hired a trainer the very first thing he made me do was go run a 5k as fast as I could, because that's how you determine your VO max. And yeah. And so I went and ran it at a track cause he went, you know, it's like go run at a track. So you don't have the elevation and all that stuff. And you don't know again, if you kind of want to sprint, you know, so we just ran a mile 
last week, you know, um, you know, so do you want to run three, seven minute miles or mm-hmm. can you physically run three, seven minute miles? Or is it a, is it a nine minute mile, kind then an eight minute mile, then yeah. a seven minute mile? But it's a, it's, it's a little short enough to where if you're truly trying to really test it, you kind of have to really sprint there towards the end. Yep. And it was just something very interesting. And, you know, I don't know if most of you saw the uh, Lance Armstrong 30 for 30, but again, the VO max is a very important test. Yeah. And by running the 5K is something that you can definitely pick up on kind of your overall fitness and your lung capacity and that type of stuff. So, oh man. Yeah. How well can you respirate? What is your lung capacity? Because yeah. that's, and that's, that's what it entirely determined my workout plan was my mm-hmm. VO max. Exactly. So, it's a, you know, you can kind of Google that a little bit and it makes it a little bit more interesting kind of a little bit of the science behind it. So, oh, yeah. so Wednesday we have, um, finding a max on thruster to yes. kind of continue with the five, five, three, three, one, one, one. So that'll be fun. Uh, and then we're going to go to the workout Jackie, yep. which is a thousand meter row, 50 thrusters at 45 pounds or 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then we cap that off with 30 pull-ups. Yep. So that'll be a that'll be a fun one. Wednesday will be a good day. Um, after we ran, <laughs> yeah, after we run, and everyone's like, "Just get me back in the gym." Um, yeah, Wednesday will be fun. We we chose the thruster that the one rem max thruster because it, we think it's a great test of strength. Um, so we we're excited to do that, and we think that that's really a good indicator of a lot of things. But so the the thruster is intentional, and Jackie is a is a really cool workout if you've never done it or if you've done it before, it's, it's a test of, um, a, a few different things. You've got to be able to push the, the cardiorespiratory. You've got to be able to, and we've recently been rowing a little bit and we've in this 1000 meter or 2000 meter domain. So, so hopefully the majority of the community has an understanding of what does a one K feel like, but it's one of those workouts again, where, where you, where you know there's a finish line and you've got to sprint or you've got to work towards the finish line. Um, the 1K row, I approach that as, as a aggressive. It's an aggressive. It is not a paced thing. You're, you're working at 985, 90% capacity on the rower. And then that thruster, that thruster is a really kind of a deal breaker in the workout. It's an empty barbell. And you have 50 reps, and the ladies have a 35-pound bar. Guys have their 45-pound bar. Uh, that's a test of of muscle stamina. Can you hold on to a bar, and can you move it for a long duration? 50 reps is a really long time. 50 reps. You know, when else do we do 50 reps of anything without stopping? Um, you know, a lot of people will stop and pause and take sets and that sort of thing, but. Um, it was just very similar to just doing the 50 burpees we did the other day. Yeah. Great. You yeah. know, after you jump off the bike, yes. I mean, it's empty barbell and then you are going to get a little bit more muscle fatigue, but did you stop and do, mm-hmm. you know, five sets of 10 on your burpees or did you do all 50? Exactly. So if you did all 50, then hold on to the damn barbell and try <laughs> right. and go. Exactly. So, you know, again, I, the perspective is if you haven't done this workout or it's been a while since you've done this workout, like what's it going to, what can you do to get those 50 reps done? And yeah, maybe it's 
five sets of 10, and that's awesome for you. That's great. And then we're going to do this again in six months. Again, today's score might be irrelevant. The, the most important score for that person who's never done this workout is what's the score going to be in six months? Did you get fitter? If you did five sets of 10 in Jackie this time, can you stretch that out? Can you do 20, 20, 10? Can you do a 25, 25? Can you do a 30, 20? Can you go unbroken? Like that will be your indicator of, holy crap, like I've actually got, I've gotten stronger. I've, my, my stamina has improved. Um, and you know, that's again, the whole reason for this. And then the pull-ups, man, the, the pull-up is a, is a range. Everybody's in this range of pull-ups. Can you do a pull-up? Can you do one pull-up? Can you do five? Can you do a hundred? Like, um, so, so that's kind of an equalizer, but again, it's a great test to say, well, even if you're scaling this workout and saying, I can't do a single pull-up, that's awesome. That's fine. That's actually really good. And you're going to do Jackie next week and you can't do a single pull-up and you're, you're going to do 30 banded pull-ups. Awesome. And you're going to get a great score. Let's do this thing again in six months. And holy crap, now you're going to do instead of 30 banded pull-ups, maybe you're going to start doing kipping pull-ups and you're going to do 10 or 50 or 20 kipping pull-ups and you're going to need want to do only 10 pull-ups and like that is this light bulb moment of holy crap I'm actually getting stronger in this movement I've you know 6 months ago I couldn't do a single pull-up and 6 months from now I can do x amount of pull-ups and it's so I I love this workout as a benchmark as a test because it it talks to you about your stamina it talks but to you about your your cardiovascular endurance and it talks to you about your, your strength in the pull-up and, and developing that strength and the skill with, with the pull-up. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm definitely excited to do that one. So Thursday, uh, is a mixed bag. We got uh three minute, three minutes of double unders. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do, you know, max reps of max th- reps, max reps of three minutes of double unders, a max vertical jump, which is a good uh, a good test, mm-hmm. uh, a max plank, which I might sit out on, and then we have a, a bike for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Thursday is a mixed bag, and and I hope people can show up and do these things. The these test four very specific aspects of fitness, and you know we could talk the, the whole separate podcast about what are the ten aspects of what are the ten physical skills of fitness, but this next Thursday that these four tests uh, attack four four of those honestly the double unders uh, three minute max double unders uh, a double under is really a test of coordination can you coordinate jumping at a certain height spinning your wrists with timing and can you do it consistently? And and that's really a test of coordination. And coordination is a physical skill, and that's that's part of our physical fitness. Are you coordinated enough to do whatever you want to do in life? You know, whether you're 20 years old or 85 years old, can are you coordinated? So the, the double under test, I love it. Even if you can only do one double under, I guarantee you're going to get more than one double under. If you can do zero, like this is going to be the day that you get double unders. I guarantee you got three minutes and there's no excuses. Um, The vertical jump is really neat because that's, it's a test of power. Can you propel yourself vertically? Think of a rocket, right? Like a rocket ship, you know, SpaceX is going vertical because of the thrust of the, the power of these boosters. And you are 
generating power as you go up in a vertical. So the test is you're going to stand and reach, and we'll measure how high you reach just standing. You'll jump and, and kind of hit a target, and then we'll measure the delta uh, of that, and that will be your max vertical jump. And that's a function of how powerful are you. Um, that will that has indicator in plays of can you snatch well, can you clean and jerk well, do you can you do other movements that are powerful? Um, so yeah, the vert jump is a, is a m function of power. Can you generate force with your own body? Um, the plank is neat uh, because that's kind of a test of stamina. Can your body hold a position for a duration of time? Period. You know that it's. Um, Planking's not easy, honestly, and then to do it really well is is actually really hard. So, was I think Navy SEALs like their test is like forty five minutes of a plank. Yeah. Have you heard that? Like, I heard that. I don't know if I agree with that. I think crazy. I, would, I think like, you would die. I feel like, I mean, I know like forty five seconds. I'm done. <laughs> I, I think I, the it, the world record holder is somewhere and he's like eight hours. Oh my god, it's dumb. Yeah, the, I mean, it's dumb and meaning like it's insanely hard. Like I can't imagine how that is, but. So yeah, max, how long can you hold a plank? And I think that's just a, a function of muscle stamina, meaning the strength of your muscles to do something for a long duration of time. The bike workout, that'll kind of be the workout of the day, if you will. Um, that's that's just a measure of your, your cardiorespiratory, your cardiovascular strength. Can you produce wattage energy over 20 minutes? Uh, we're going to measure the average wattage over 20 minutes. What, how, f essentially, you know, you can think of it how fast you're going or, or what's the power output, how fast are you going for 20 minutes. We'll divide that by your body weight and we'll kind of have a, a template or a gauge as to, you know, what is good, better, and best as far as power output over a 20 minute time duration on that bike. So, um, yeah, Thursdays are a really cool day. It's a unique day, uh, you know, because we're just going to do some skills, those skills tests. But then a twenty-minute bike is that's no slouch, you know. That that's uh, that's work. No, but it's also all a lot of those workouts we have been working on for the last I'm going to say four weeks. And a lot of us should have really good recollection of our strategy or what we're able to do, and so hopefully that provides everyone a a little bit of a boost yeah. uh, to kind of move forward on that. Yeah, definitely. So let's round it out. So Friday, we're going to do grace. Friday's grace. 30 clean and jerks. Yep. For time. Yeah. Grace, 30 clean and jerks. Um, and with grace, when we say clean and jerk, we mean it can be a power clean and a push jerk. Uh, we're moving a barbell from ground to overhead 30 times. The prescribed weight for men is 135 and for women it's 95. This workout is a sprint. Uh, so it's a great test of just all out guts and energy and what can you put towards doing one thing for a very short amount of time. I like grace because it also tests your capacity to put together a clean and jerk and to do a clean and jerk really well. You've got to have a lot of these other aspects of fitness. You, you've got to understand how to move a barbell efficiently. This is not a workout to just kind of grab the barbell and try to grunt it over your head. This is a workout of efficiency um, and efficacy to take a bar, get a nice, smooth, clean, power clean, and then a 
efficient push jerk over your head so that you can do it again and again and you got 10 and 15 and 20 and 30 reps and the goal here is to do that workout in less than five minutes um which you know is like well sounds easy 30 reps five minutes but well it's it's not as easy as it seems you know your your body is under a lot of strain you're moving a lot of weight up and down and up and down so this is just a great test of hey are you strong you know is your can you have speed and power and the the strength and the agility and the coordination to move this weight so the clean and jerk puts together a lot of these aspects of fitness and when we test it in a sprint format yeah i, I think it's it's a fun workout it's quick but i almost wish there was the time component i almost wish you got a grade on the the quality, quality. Oh, yeah. of your of your clean and jerk and i think that's truly for somebody like me is i'll measure myself against is is yeah. kind of the quality of that movement and if you do 30 singles that's fine or if you can cycle the barbell it's fine but I mean, you could put together the 30 worst clean and jerks mm-hmm. possible and still get done in a relatively short time. Totally. Or you could have a nice fluid movement that's going to really set you up yeah. for success. And it's 30 reps. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a great a great practice session to get 30 reps in. And Totally. And the, to me, it's all about the quality on that one as opposed to the time. Uh, completely agree. And especially, you know, I'm passionate about the Olympic lifts and, and moving moving that barbell well is is paramount to moving it quickly. You know, like I said, this isn't just a, like a grunt. I'm going to try to throw this bar over my head. This is how well can you move the bar? Yeah, that'd be a great, maybe I'll do that. I'll just, I'll give everybody like a, throw a, great a, a report card and I'll just slide it to him. It's like, hey, you got a great time, but here's your, yeah. here's your D minus. <laughs> you did 240, but you were a D. <laughs> On movement quality. Yep. Um, but But that's a cool, it's a cool workout. Uh, whether you've done it before, whether you've never done it before, again, that I think part of the test here is the, the efficacy and the efficiency. Can you move the barbell well, but then obviously, you know, again, thinking forward to six months from now or a year from now, you know, for someone who's new to CrossFit or like seeing those weights in the workout and it's just not a feasible thing, you can see progress over time because maybe next week you're going to do grace at for a male, maybe you're going to do it at 95 pounds or and that's awesome. And you're going to do it within the time, the, the time domain six months from now, maybe you'll do it in the same time domain, but you'll do it at 115 pounds a year from now. Maybe you'll do it as prescribed at 135. And that is your indicator. Like, okay, I'm actually getting fitter. You're, you're moving 30 reps in this same or similar amount of time, but you're moving more weight in the same time. Therefore your work capacity is improving. Therefore, holy crap, you're getting fitter. Um, so it's, it's a good workout to, it's a good workout to actually, I encourage people to scale it appropriate. Like I want you to, I want you the first time or the second time you do it, pull the weight back. I'd rather have you finish grace in 90 seconds and learn from that than, than struggle with it and and spend 10 minutes on it. Like grace in 10 minutes means nothing, you know, do it 90 seconds at, at a really light weight and then, hey, let's test it again with a heavier weight, um, you know, and you're you're going to show that you've gotten fitter. Yep. All right. Well, that's, uh, I think the other really important thing there is to log the notes in Zen Planner. Yeah. 
record your strategy, record the weights that you did if you scaled it or Definitely. all that stuff. Because if it's going to be measurable and mm-hmm. for six months, then you can totally go back to that. And and that is there's nothing more rewarding than seeing okay, I did grace and you know three minutes, but I did 95 and I went back and I did it at 115 and I did sure. it exactly in three minutes or I even beat it a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, you've got to record it, and that that's really at the core of what we're doing. Like there, the purpose of doing these is to record it so that you can record it again and look back on it. Yep. You know, that what gets measured gets improved. If you, if you start measuring something, you you pay attention to it. And if you pay attention to it, you're going to work on improving it. And our goal with these benchmarks is to literally improve every aspect of your fitness. Period. So, period. All right, let's end it there. Done.